This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. Yeah, so welcome to another preview podcast. Che Long and I, of course, are with you to take us through what we can expect from the Eastleigh game. It's it's an interesting game, isn't it, Che? We've, we've hit good form. We've just played two teams near the bottom. Now, Eastleigh are a different kettle of fish. Yeah, they're a good side. <laughs> Quite clearly, they're a good side. And... Um... Yeah, we're going to have to be at our best nullify, I think, Mark. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Although, interestingly, their form has just dipped a little bit the last few games. So, perhaps, you know, was it one win in five? So, perhaps yes. we've hit them at the right time? Yes, um, 100%. And they drew to a 10-man Hartlepool as well mm. on the, in their last game. So, maybe we've hit them at the right time. But, again, they've, they've had up and down form. But sometimes it's seeing a team on the on the ropes. It's not always a good time to play these sort of sides. Yeah, that, that's very true. They changed their shape on Saturday. They've been very consistent playing four four two all season. They went to three at the back. They were on top of the game, but I think, like you said, against a reduced team, and when it was eleven against eleven as well, they had a lot of possession and didn't necessarily make enough chances. And that's something which. Well, I think they might be a little concerned by, you know, they were very slow building up through the thirds. It was all based on possession and they weren't really breaking Hartlepool down. A lot of quite passive passing in their own half. And uh, they'll look to address mm-hmm. that, whether it'll be by changing their shape again or whether they'll just try to speed things up. I don't know, but I think they'd want to try and get at us more yeah. than they manage against Hartlepool. 100%. I like that strikers. I like um, Tyrone Barnett and mm. Ben House. Yeah. yeah I, I like, <laughs> it's going to sound a bit stupid this, I like Barnett because I feel like what he does essentially is just he's, he's alert in the box. I feel almost like that's his yeah. great strength. It's not so much any, any other sort of particular areas of his game that scare me, apart from the fact he's the sort of bloke who gets in the box, gets in good positions, gets his shots off, and he's got eight goals this season. He looks sharp, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, Joe McDonald as well, the, mm. their keeper, he's eight clean sheets this season. Yeah. So he's he's a good he's a good keeper. Their defence seems solid. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, I thought, I'd like to fa- thank Alfie House, member of Eastleigh FC's, media team who's provided me with loads of notes on how they're playing and who to look out for. He said there's a, a winger called Tom Plate, Platt, who looks really good, but he's quite a big frame. So really thank you to Alfie a lot for helping me out with these. And he, he thinks their team's going to do pretty well and will probably end up in the playoffs this season. So that they seem confident going into this too. Well, they seem to go hand in hand with us. Both sides seem to improve at the same time, didn't they? We we started to kick on after losing at Stockport and Chesterfield, and Eastleigh's decent run coincided with us. And I remember I kept looking at them. We played them at the start of that uh, sequence when we drew at Eastleigh, and it got to the point where they and us had the longest unbeaten runs in the division. Now they kicked on and carried on, so they, their unbeaten run went to eight or nine or something like that. But then they've suddenly lost two home games in a row and then that draw at Hartlepool, which looks good on paper, but I think really looking at the game was probably a missed opportunity to get back to winning ways. Yeah. So it's yeah, they've actually they drew the game before that, so they've dropped ten points in their last four games, which is has got to be a concern for them. I think they do look like a, 
a playoff side, but they, they need to start winning again now, don't they? Yeah, of course they do. And let's hope, that, let's hope their fortune doesn't change against us on Tuesday. Um, but I, I think we have all the tools to beat them. And if we watch the, first, the last game against them, which isn't too long ago, yeah, yeah, I, I think we should have won that game, looking mm. back at it. And I think if we play like we did then, and you know the pitch was a bit bobbly, the conditions weren't very good that day from what I can remember. Yeah. And we, we were down to 10 men for a good portion of the game. And they had a dodgy penalty. So... If we put, we did in the last game, maybe with a bit more of that attacking flair like we did against um, Weymouth, maybe I think we have a good chance of winning this. I was disappointed with them against us in that game. I, I completely agree. We should have beaten them. Uh, and the penalty was just unbelievable. Um, they, they weren't making enough chances against us. We had that lead. It was sort of even, and like you said, the conditions ruined the game. But... Um, once we got that lead in those conditions, we were on top of the match. I thought I didn't really feel terribly threatened when they put pressure on us. They, they weren't really worrying me that much. They weren't really carving out that many chances. And then the Mickey Mouse uh, penalty was given. So it was an astonishing decision. Um, but yeah, they didn't really open us up enough. I was a little surprised at them, to be honest. I expected more from them in that match. Maybe the conditions affected them. Um, but like I said, against Hartlepool, they're quite slow in the build-up. I mean, Payne is an excellent playmaker. I really like him. Sort of player I'd like to have, someone who is on the ball in midfield. But the problem is, uh, certainly on Saturday, I think it's slowed down too much because everyone's going through him. So, uh, there's, I think they're good. But, um, yeah, I'm just kind of hoping that maybe we're hitting them at the right time. Yeah, especially with the form we're in, because I'd like to talk about us a bit well, more. I thought we were ex we were yeah. excellent in our last game, especially in the last twenty minutes. Mm. Um, and I, th I think we have all the tools to beat these guys. And the big question is: Do we stick Tyler French at right wing back, or do we stick him at centre back? It, there's there's a lot of conundrums Dean Keats is going through at the moment. I wouldn't like to be in. The issue with French, I suppose, is. Is Keats rotating? Is he giving him a rest? And in that case, does that mean you give, say, Carrington a rest? Or <laughs> do you say, well, you know, that was good on Saturday, especially in the second half. Do you, do you leave French on the bench? But he'd be, hey, hey, rhyming. That rhymes. I just realised. I'm so excited by that. I want to be an English teacher when I grow up. But um, <laughs> the, uh, I mean, French looks class, looks like a good player. So it feels counterintuitive to leave him out. But I hear it's only a couple of games, perhaps. Um, and then you've got the changes he made during the second half, yeah. which really reinvigorated the side, didn't they? All three of them did well. Ponticelli looked very good up front. Harris uh, really added some snap in midfield. Jarvis was very involved going forwards. Um, he must surely be tempted to be looking at those players and thinking, yeah, maybe, maybe they should get a start as a reward for what they did. Yeah, of course, yeah. But I also, also think the lads who got subbed off that game mm -hmm. had a good, good yeah. out in as well. So I, I think it's great that we have this depth at the moment mm -hmm. and the whole squad, the, the whole first 11, even the squad is looking strong in general. So I wouldn't want to be playing Wrexham at the moment if I was an opposition side. And I'm sort of glad in a way we haven't got a game on Saturday because the games are coming thick and fast. And I think it is good that players can have a little bit of a break. But by the same token, I always feel that when you're playing well and when the results are going your way and you get the momentum going, I want to play the tough games then. And we have got some tough games coming up after that yeah. that break at the weekend. And I, I sort of feel like I want to 
get at them now, <laughs> you know, and build her up. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from, but the, the teams around us have those games that they have to play. So mm. I, I'm quite happy of them having a bit of a rest and recuperation and we, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So maybe we have to have a bit of a, more of a think tactically if we've lost or if we drew, but I don't think, I hope, hopefully we won't. Mm. But yeah, uh, <laughs> picking that starting 11 at the moment is going to be a really, really tough job for Keats. Mm. Especially because Jay Harris, who would normally, well, he's the captain. He'd not, in the absence of Sean Pearson, he'd normally expect to be an automatic choice in the team. But the midfield's done so well when he's been out. But now he's come on, and I think he's shown he is sharp now. He's come back from that. He looks decent. And that's yeah. a very interesting conundrum because you do change the, the the pattern of the midfield, perhaps, if you, say, leave Durrell out for him. Mm. You know, whether it's that Jordan Davis gets a rest again because he's it, this is his first... Full season, perhaps I don't know, but yeah. uh, you know it's it's interesting. But like you say, good that he's got those choices. The other one, Ponticelli and Angus, of course, I guess, are the, is the obvious big tr- decision he's got to make. Yeah, of course. And if Ponticelli plays like he did when he come on against um, Weymouth, then yeah, I I think he has every right to maybe start or maybe even just knocking on the door of mm-hmm. Dior Angus. And then. Um, I mean, we're not even saying anything about Jarvis, who would look very lively when he came on, caused yeah, real problems, yeah. got an assist, though, admittedly, he was yeah, trying to score. But, uh, down, Dan uh, and he has a, a very loyal fan base amongst Wrexham fans. Doesn't he? There's, yeah. there's plenty of Wrexham fans who'd really like to see him uh, getting a proper run in the team. Yeah, 100%. And merited as well. I don't think I've really seen him play bad mm. this season often. And, uh, you know, but again, I also wouldn't be upset if Keats picked the exact same side as he did on Saturday. Mm, yeah, yeah. I think that if Eastley play in a similar way to the way they did against Hartlepool, um, it'll be interesting to see how we break it down. I think Jarvis is really good sort of in a transition. Maybe he was better last season than this, if I'm perfectly honest. But I, I just think he's got a lot of quality when it comes to playing the right pass at the right time when you're breaking forwards. Um, if Eastley play like he did on Saturday, we won't, that won't be that much use. Maybe you sort of yeah. player who can pass it around on a defence and sat in a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it, it's nice to have those issues. And, of course, as well, the other thing that we can't comment on or we don't know, the sort of freshness of different players. You know, Carrington coming back from an injury has played non-stop. Is that fine? Because he can do that. Uh, is it? Does it mean he needs a little bit of a rest? Does the yeah. fact we don't then play for a bit mean that you can say to the team, no one's resting today, let's get out there? You know, it's it's there's, there's there's sports science we are not privy to that that could be making decisions here, um, and then of course Leighton's available. Although to be fair to Dibble, he's just had two clean sheets. Mm. I, don't think, uh, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be very happy if he wasn't it wasn't playing to in, that, in the game. I think when it comes to the keepers, if if a keeper's playing well and he's keeping goals out, you've <laughs> yeah. got to carry on playing them. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it kind of, this sort of kind of reminds me we haven't had two. Keepers this strong since maybe Maxwell, really, have we? That's that's exactly right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And there, yes. I mean, I suppose you could argue there was a strange season of Gary Mills where I'm not trying to argue that he didn't plan out what he wants to do during the summer, but he only had three centre backs and then declared he wanted to play three at the back, which was a little strange. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. And then also he has uh, Shwan Jalal, who was one of the best goalkeepers at this level. 
and then suddenly brought in Chris Dunn, who was one of the best goalkeepers yeah. at this level. And it was like, hang on, we just we just brought in two players who clearly are both good enough to be our first choice, and then other areas of our squad are incredibly weak. What what are you doing, man? But I wouldn't. Having said that, I I think that Lainton's yeah certainly better than those two goalkeepers. Yeah. Um, so you're probably right, actually. Probably yeah. the maybe Maxwell conundrum. Is is uh, last time we had such an embarrassment of riches in goal? I think. Yeah, and which you can fall back on me if you have to. Yeah, yeah, it's. <laughs> but it, it, it's 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 nice that we have these dilemmas mm. um, all across the pitch, and like, literally every position yeah. you you've got one or two players you can play in those positions. It's it, it's 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 really really healthy. Dilemma. That was a good goalkeeper, Welsh keeper. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, well, it, it looks like uh, you haven't put your ten pence in the meter, so uh, it's, <laughs> it's probably fine for us to stop previewing this yeah. game. To be honest with you, <laughs> but let's hope that we can get a, a decent outcome out of this and get keep that momentum going because losing rarely is how you get at least into the playoffs, isn't it? Yeah, of course. And it, again, a, a nice positive performance and results. As long as we're not walking mm. away from the games like this, losing, yeah. it's it's positive. Exactly right. Oh, let's hope it goes well. Uh, you can remember, you can watch the stream, as always. You can listen to the commentary on Mixler and there'll be the usual range of podcasts and you know what I'm going to say, like, subscribe, get notifications, all that malarkey, write a review, leave a rating, everything helps to push Wrexham and earn more money for us. So uh, thank you very much, Jay. It was always a, always a pleasure to, to go through the footy and, and chew the fat with you. Yeah, I really enjoyed that, this, Mark. I really enjoyed looking at the Eastleigh team in general. Mm. I think they're really good. Well, I thought they're not that good. <laughs> I reckon <laughs> brilliant okay so we've been Mark Griffiths and Jay Long from the Rex AFC media team